Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> wow, that was great. I want to hear that again. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, awesome. I love it. Um, will you join me in singing, Come, Come, Whoever You Are? You may stay seated. It is number 188 in your uh, gray hymnal, if you don't already know it. Wonderful words from the poet Rumi. Oh, Amy, I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> Welcome to All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church. I'm Susan Caldwell, and I'm the Director of Religious Education here. Our minister is the Reverend Barbara Jarrell, who's in New Orleans this weekend at our district's annual meeting. We're a deliberately diverse community, and if you want to worship with us, you are welcome, whatever your age, race, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, theological or political affiliation or any of the identities to which we are born or to which we lay claim. We're united in community, not by creed, but by a covenant to support each other on our individual spiritual paths and to work together for a better world. Our service this morning is a little different from most weeks. If you're here for the first time, we hope that you'll come back over a period of weeks to see, to see if this is a right fit for you. Every seven or eight weeks, we celebrate the end of a thematic unit or pillar in our religious education program. And today we have just finished our pillar on peace, social justice, and the interdependent web, which this year intersects really nicely with Earth Day. And our classes will be sharing some of the things they did and talked about in this session. All of the activities at our church or associated with our congregation are open to everyone, and you'll find a list of them in your order of service. There is actually there's a board meeting uh, this Tuesday night at 6 o'clock p.m. All of our processes are transparent, so you are you are welcome um, to that, if that is something that, that, that you'd like to do. Um, and you'll find a lot of other activities. <laughs> you'll find a lot of other activities that, that you may find a little more appealing for someone on their first visit. Um, and if you are visiting for the first time, we hope you'll fill out one of the blue cards in the pew pocket in front of you. You can ask to be put on our email list or receive our newsletter, and you can request a call from me, from the minister when she returns, uh, from our membership chair, Ron Thurston, who's standing in the back. You may have met him when you came in the door. Um, you have any questions or about, uh, about the church or about Unitarian Universalism, you can direct them to me or to Ron after the service, or really a lot of us here would be happy to answer your questions. I want to tell you about a couple of things that are going on this afternoon and evening. Uh, this afternoon at St. Mark's Episcopal Cathedral on Fairfield, um, the 32nd Annual Holocaust Memorial Service will take place. This is always an incredibly moving service. This year is no exception. Sadly, we've lost a lot of our Holocaust survivors in town, um, but Nico Van Tyne, who is the son of Rose Van Tyne, who was a, a well-known survivor in this community for many, many years, is, is going to give a presentation on growing up the child of survivors in Shreveport, Bossier. So it should be, it should be interesting. And the service um, is not depressing, as, as you might think it would be if you have not been to it before. It, it is actually very hopeful. We, we must not forget, and we must carry the way forward so that so such things don't happen again. And then tonight at 6 o'clock, right back here at All Souls, Louisiana Women for Progress will be meeting in the social hall for a legislative strategy session. That You may see a pattern of legislative strategy, strategy, strategy sessions lately, if I can learn to pronounce it. Um, and I wanted to thank everybody who came to the interfaith meeting, speaking of legislative strategy, on Thursday night. If you came, would you stand, please, and, and let us thank you for representing us. 
Thank you so much. And by the way, if you come to the Women for Progress meeting tonight, you do not have to be a woman. That is not a requirement. Uh, you just, um, if you want to work on issues that are important to women, then we want you there. Um, and now, if you will, um, Eric, did you have any announcements this morning? No, okay. If you'll silence your cell phones or any other um, electronic distractions you may have, if you want to tweet silently about the wonderful service, that's fine. You can do that. We're living on a living planet, circling a living star. We can change the universe by being who we are. What does that even mean? It would be easy enough to dismiss that line as hippie lyrics from a hippie song <laughs> till you stop to consider the power of people truly and deeply being exactly who they are. The more I think about it, the more I realize that any change that has ever come to a human being, to a family, to a community, to the country, to the planet, has come from people who found the courage and the strength to be exactly who they are. Whether speaking out against slavery, sitting in at lunch counters, lobbying for women's rights, coming out as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender, or standing up to the Army and the EPA against the open burning of explosives. We look out for each other. We heal the planet. We can change the universe by being who we are. Will you join me in the spirit of prayer? Spirit of life, God of our many understandings, we pause at this time of new life returning to be mindful of our place in this vast web and our connection to all life. As many of us are gardeners, planting seeds that will grow to feed our bodies or our spirits, or both, may many more of us be gardeners of the growth that is possible within and among our fellow human beings. May we speak the truth in strength and love to those in power who have yet to see the benefits of sharing that power. May we find the prophetic voice that speaks to protect our land, our children, our mothers, our sisters, our young men, our old ones, and anyone called other by anyone in power. In all we do and say, in our efforts great and small, we remember always that all life is our life. And we carry that responsibility gently, carefully, mindfully into the silence. I'd like to bring up our high school and middle school class now. Their teachers this time have been Noah Wagstaff, and Noah's been with them for the last couple of pillars and I think has signed up for the last one. And he grew up in this church. <laughs> and, and Jax, I think, it is, is struggling with some health problems right now. But anyway, I will let you guys have it. This past pillar, we've been looking at materials taken from the high school and middle school essay contest for Shreveport's Holocaust Memorial Service. The service is this afternoon at 3 o'clock at St. Mark's Episcopal Church that was mentioned earlier, and uh, the community is invited. 
In his book, The Nature of Prejudice, psychologist Gordon Allport described a kind of ladder of negative actions that can ultimately lead to harassment, to discriminatory laws, and even to genocide and extermination. In the class, we looked at the steps on this ladder and compared them to events of the Holocaust and some events that we see happening today. The lowest rung of the ladder is spoken abuse. This often takes the form of talking or joking about a group as if all of the members of that group were one personality or had one set of features. Spoken abuse includes all of the following, degrading names, verbal attacks, stereotyping, music and songs that are degrading, jokes, rumors, and ascribing evil motives to a whole group or class of people. Avoidance. Avoidance is the second rung of the ladder. At this level, people begin to avoid the group which has been stereotyped. Although people have the right to choose their own friends, the trouble arises when they choose not to be friends with a particular group. This lack of contact and friendship leads to ignorance about that group. Ignorance, in turn, leads to stereotyping, fear, and prejudice. Avoid avoidance can include avoiding the homes, schools, and churches frequented by a particular group, avoiding businesses and churches frequent, or wait, businesses and recreation areas, or activities owned and or frequented by a particular group, often leading to boycotting, a mass refusal to have dealings with a certain person, store, organization, organization, race, etc. In order to either express disapproval or disgust or to force acceptance of a certain set of conditions, this separation and avoidance breeds fear and increases negative feelings. Note that boycotting has been used as a positive force to fight prejudice and as a negative force to express prejudice. Avoidance leads to the third rung of the ladder, acts of discrimination. The unwanted group is now kept out of many neighborhoods, shopping areas, social clubs, schools, churches, gathering places, and public centers. Laws are enacted to enforce this discrimination and make it legal for society to discriminate. This is the legalization of prejudice and can include the following. Treating others as legally inferior, segregation laws, and all types of institutional racism, sexism, ageism, homophobia, or any legal discriminations that deny rights to others. Often, these laws are given positive-sounding names. Hitler's decree limiting the freedoms of Jews with respect to speech, school, employment, and assembly was called the Law of Protection of the People and the State. Does that sound a little like the Patriot Act or possibly the Religious Freedom Restoration Act? On the fourth rung of the ladder, we find physical attacks on people and property. Such physical, physical attacks may be a mob's expression of anger or resentment. It may take form of a gang warfare resulting in prejudice, or it may take form of defacing buildings or place of worship. Physical attacks include all violence to people and property based on hatred, fear, fear, ignorance, and revenge, which institutes racism is prevalent in society. Physical attacks is likely to go unpunished and maybe even encouraged, such as the KK and the neo-Nazis use forms of physical attacks to frighten and intimidate their victims, such as burning crosses, painting walk signs on synagogues, instituting riots and gay bashings, etc. On the ladder of prejudice, the steps may be short between speaking against a group and attacking the group physically. The fifth and final rung is genocide or extermination. 
The final step in the ladder of prejudice escalates from acts of murder to genocide and includes lynching, massacre, mass murder, and attempting to annihilate members of an unwanted group. Genocide is defined as the systematic attempt to destroy an entire people. The actual word genocide was first used at the end of World War II during the Nuremberg War Crimes Trials to describe the Nazi attempt to destroy the Jewish people. <coughs> Excuse me. It is important for us as Unitarian Universalists to recognize these behaviors, to interrupt them if at all possible whenever we can, and better yet, to use all of our efforts and influence individually and as a faith community to prevent them whenever we might. Except I should tell you who these people were. I introduced Noah. If y'all had just waved from where you are, there was Casey, and there was Eleonora, and Gretchen, and Mason, you've heard play before, and then Grant. Anybody read their April newsletter by any chance? <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. There is some good Melissa Gibson does a beautiful job of editing our newsletter, and it's full of all kinds. Well, yeah, yeah, you're clapping. You're clapping, but read the thing. It comes to you in your email. You can pick it up here. You can have it mailed to you if you would like, you know, the old-fashioned way. Um, but please, read your newsletter. Only this time I may be slightly glad you haven't read my column because you're about to hear it. <laughs> in the spirit of taking care of this home we share and staying mindful of our connection to all life, our tradition of social justice calls us to do our best to be allies to all who are marginalized for any reason. To be an ally is to listen, really listen. To be an ally is not to tell the other person how to feel and never to say, you're being too sensitive. To be an ally is to try and think about what it would feel like to be in that person's position. To be an ally is to remember to hold that intention with the fact that you are not in that person's position and it's not about you. Unless you are in that position and then it is. But to be an ally is to think about language and at times to let go of assumptions and rules that may have been important, maybe even precious to you. Even the staunchest of grammar geeks will come to remember that all language evolves. My husband likes to quote Greta Christina, who has said, we will not die on the hill of the Chicago Manual of Style. And also that people are more important than pronouns. To be an ally is to acknowledge your own privilege, be it granted by race, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, economics, religion, geography, education, genetics, or any one of a number of accidents of birth or upbringing. No one, no one is truly self-made. And to own your privilege is not to deny or downplay your work, but to realize that someone else's work may have begun at a different starting point behind your own. To be an ally is not only to acknowledge that privilege, but to use it in a way that helps to level the playing field for others, and to relinquish it in those moments when to do so can be a path to learning for you and a path to power for others. To be an ally is not to say, I don't see color. Colorblindness is a luxury reserved for white people. And to deny the existence of color is to deny the existence of a world where it does indeed exist and matter and affect the quality of numerous lives. 
Colorblindness is insulting and not the answer to racial justice. To be an ally is never to say, if you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to fear from the police. A friend of mine found that out recently. To be an ally is not to stare uncomfortably or make angry faces at the mother of the special needs child or the crying baby, but to smile, to offer friendship and assistance, to be the face of a world that welcomes children. To be an ally is to take a constant, critical look at the spaces where we congregate through the lens of disability with an eye toward greater inclusiveness. To be an ally is to speak up and speak out against bullying or discrimination of any kind at any level from the tiny microaggressions of daily interactions to large-scale discrimination against any group for any reason. And finally, to be an ally is sometimes to mess up, to stumble, to offer a real apology beginning with the words, I'm sorry I and not I'm sorry you and to keep trying to stay engaged with the work to the end that all souls shall grow into harmony with the sacred, for thus do we covenant with each other. As our closing hymn, we're going to sing, We've Got the Whole World in Our Hands, and I'll, I'll shout the, the verses to you. And will you rise in body or spirit? With faith in the created powers of life, with hope for the future of life in this world, with love for all others who share this life with us. We will go forward together in peace. As our worship is ending, let our service begin.